Everything Circular, Episode 2, Taste Buds, in which we discuss the various fast food on the road. Warning, this episode contains a graphic description of injuries in a car crash. Listener discretion is advised. I hope you understand how hard it is to find food out here. I'm running out of gas money, and I have to steal most of what I eat. I spend my time eating moldy bread, or brown bananas, or once I ate a whole cake I found in the trash of a supermarket. I remember the food you'd make. Mom would come home so tired, and you would make dinner for lunch. Rice, chicken, simple stuff, really. But it was the best tasting simple stuff I'd ever had. Mom was never the same after you left. She would stare into space for such a long time. Her plants all died because she neglected to take care of them. I was too busy taking care of her to keep them alive. She operated on a schedule, like a robot. Sometimes she would have nightmares and wake up screaming. I would run into her room to see if she was alright. Every time she was back asleep, with the remnants of a nasty nosebleed dripping down her face. I'd clean her up and go back to bed, waiting and staring at the ceiling until her wails ripped the air again. When she disappeared, eight years after you left us, I was distraught. I spent my time looking in the woods for her, calling her name. The stress wound around me like wet leather binding a book. I never found her, and I stopped looking after the police found the only trace of her, a vial full of her blood. Her will placed me in the care of her next of kin, Aunt Clarice. You, of course, had no siblings. So I was forced to move with Clarice. She had never been married, but she was nice enough, for a while at least. I'm going to have to pull over and have something to eat. Man, no one ever tells you how good Burger King is at 3 a.m., am I right, Dad? Do you remember our sleepovers? Mom always pretended to hate them, but I don't think she did. That's one of the fondest memories I have of you, and it's how I'm going to find you. You always told me the story of Atlantis when I was a child. I figure you must have gone away to some place full of pillars touching the sky... An ivy's so green that it makes the sky look a pale yellow. It helps that every time we had a sleepover, you drew a map. It was the same map every time, I've now realized. I have a copy from the fridge. Mom pinned it up on the day I started crying, because I realized you were long gone. Like the snow on the roads the day after it has been placed. Like birds migrating. Like the piece of ice Mom had to clutch to keep herself from panicking in front of me. When I stop at lights, I like to look over at the cars next to me. I've seen so many people, young and old and new and bruised and broken. I've seen children absorbed in the refraction of the street lamps and the raindrops. Parents gazing in the rear view, pretending they know so much that they can't know, at least not for a couple of years. But there was one time, oh, where I looked over, and saw a young woman staring at me, transfixed. My heart skipped a beat when she smiled. A smile that said, I've known you all my life, and I love you. I pulled away from the light once it turned green, but her car stayed there. She was there at every light from then on. Only at one did her smile turn into a frown. She unrolled her window, and I did too, because she was yelling. Her face was contorted, but no sound came out. She was crying, desperate. She started to rip at her shirt sleeves like she was on fire. Then she gazed at me one final time and she went limp. 
I rushed out of my car to help her, stranger or not, and when I tried to touch her, her skin was burning hot. She turned her head up at me one final time, and she smiled. Every tooth was stained with blood as she pointed to her glove compartment. I hesitantly riffled through it, finding another map and something that looks like poetry, but it's in a language I don't know. I have your map, and I have the things I found in the woman's car. Besides the two pieces of paper, I found a knife, so at least I have some protection now. After I stepped back from the car, the woman went limp again, and the car drove itself suddenly into the oncoming traffic on the other side of the road. There it caught on fire. I was terrified, never mind scared. I ran back into my car and I drove away, the wreck with the smiling, smiling woman inside burning in my memory forever. Let's take a look at the map since I've stopped for food again. This time, some hotel kitchen scraps. This map looks like a continuation of the first one. I've taped them together. The poem, according to a quick web search, is in Latin. Figures, huh? It reads, Follow where the shadows don't fill, And the land weeps from hill to hill. There you will find the shell Wherein lies the hell of your former self. Isn't that wonderful? What does that even mean? I suppose I'll have to figure that out tomorrow, huh, Pops? You should know that I do miss you, even if you left us and caused Mom such terrible pain. Thanks again for listening. It's such a wonderful thing to be able to share this with y'all. The music in this episode was The Spring Instrumental and Drumming in the Rain by Chad Crouch, and it can be found on freemusicarchive.org. I pronounced it right this time. <laughs> I'm a bundle of short, small, and thorny twigs from the holly tree in your backyard, and you've been listening to Everything Circular. Episode 3 will be entitled Tires. Keep an eye out for it next Friday at 9pm Eastern Standard Time.